Hello, and welcome to the OK, So What's Next podcast. It's Not Your Ordinary Podcast. I'm Kim. And I'm Elliot, and we're your hosts. Each week, we'll be discussing a specific topic and sharing our experiences and fun anecdotes surrounding it. For example, in the upcoming podcast, we could speak about college, dating life, cooking, which has been disastrous, and social media. During these topics, we'll dive deeper into a few and converse about things such as past experiences with certain dating apps different cultures, favorite musical artists, and more. We might also throw out some words of wisdom. Please don't take it too seriously. And terrible dad jokes. And for today's topic, we're going to talk about cooking. Cooking, yeah. Which literally has been disastrous. (laughs) Truly. Um, Kim, do you have, are you an experienced cook? Would you call yourself a, a chef? Uh, I am now back now? when I yeah now when I was when I just moved up to college I did not know how to boil up an egg oh my god Kim <laughs> <laughs> that sounds terrifying <laughs> I mean yeah like in high school I tried microwaving something and I burned it in the microwave what <laughs> I I don't okay so there's these things called like meat buns in like Asian world. It's just dough with meat inside of it, and you're supposed to microwave it for a few minutes. I put that hoe in for five minutes. <laughs> Kim, <laughs> I, I I don't I honestly don't. Did it know. say to put it in for five minutes, or we just was, like this? This seems about right. Yep, I it looked big and thick, and I was just like, you know what? The longer it stays in there, the warmer it'll get. Uh, I, I mean, I guess that's reasonable, but I mean, at least you didn't like burn the house down. Yeah, thank God. Like it was smoke everywhere, though. Yikes. <laughs> I mean, who hasn't burned something in a microwave? I mean, I feel like that's just like a natural, like coming of age thing to do. Like if your family's microwave doesn't have that one stain, then <laughs> that one <laughs> the burn stain on the top of the ceiling. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah. I mean, like, I feel like everyone's gone through that, but I went through it super, super late. So it's kind of embarrassing for me. It's always a good, like, icebreaker whenever I meet someone new. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, like, I'm sure you've had your tales of, like, disastrous moments, too. Like, what was something that you tried and wanted to do that was, like, kind of fancy, but you, like, completely bombed it? Oh, boy. Well... <laughs> I mean, where do I begin? <laughs> there's just <laughs> there's just so many, but I guess my main like problem with cooking is really frying things like with vegetable oil. Okay, yeah. And so I remember one time when I was like, I would probably say like twelve or thirteen. I wanted fried eggs, and my sister knew how to make fried eggs, and my mom like taught her. And I guess I was just too, and I was like, didn't want to wait for it to wake my mom up to like make us fried eggs. Mm-hmm. And so I poured like a giant, like a whole bunch of like vegetable oils in this pan and like put it all the way on hot. And oh, I like, boy. <laughs> I dropped an egg in and it, it like splashed all on me. Oh no. <laughs> and I was just like screaming and crying. And then my sister was like, well, you should have waited. And... <laughs> So that's one of my first experiences with cooking. Do you have any uh, frying oil um, horror stories? Oh, yeah, plenty. Like, I actually was making egg, too. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Did this, I did the exact same thing, kind of. Um, 
I put too much oil and it splattered and it left like a comet on my leg. Ooh. I got I went home the next day, next couple of days. My mom like panicked. She thought I was I had a disease or something. She's like, what happened? I was just like, I spilled oil, but now I'm like a cosmetic or like co- what is that? Cosmo. Like, Cos- like, like uh You're- galaxy bitch. I am a galaxy bitch. I have a comet on my leg. It's shooting up. Oh. Cosmetologist? No. Co- Cosmolog? Cos- Some- something like that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't speak English, as you can probably tell from our friendship. I struggle. Big mood. I'm the same way, even though I'm a communication major. But <laughs> <laughs> The irony. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. I feel like I enjoy most of my food fried, but frying food is the most terrifying thing to me. God, yes. I, like, I recently learned how to deep fry stuff. Oh my God. I know, it's terrifying. You fill up like a quart of like oil in a pot. Jeez, that's so much oil. Like, Yeah, but I feel like deep frying to me, well, you're doing it in a pot. You don't have like a deep fry machine. I mean kind of I guess I guess it is a deep frying pot I don't, I don't know it's just some type of Vietnamese thingy that I was used to <laughs> I, don't, I have no idea my parents got to me they just told me like oh switch to this knob and just turn it on and wait for the bo- uh, like the oil to boil up the only thing I really knew how to do was to put a chopstick in it and if it boiled it was ready <laughs> oh. <laughs> that's about it but yeah once we like set it up I was just like throwing random stuff in there to try to fry it and see if it works okay you that's know? a big mood um we had a deep fryer too and it was a little easier because they had like the little lid on it so like you'd like put all the fries in the basket and it would you could just like dunk it in and like throw the top on and like not have to worry about it for a while while it's like spazzing out oh those are the cool fancy ones yeah yeah I, i get you i get you and so i was like once we like first got that i was throwing like everything in there i was like fries i was like leftovers will it fry you know <laughs> yes like a little episode of good mythical morning will it fry oh my yeah. god it's so fun like that's the fun thing about cooking is that you can experiment yeah and there's like i don't know any kind of food that's like not good fried like i feel like you could fry anything and it's going to be 10 times better than every other way oh my god have you heard of fried butter that's fried? disgusting what? Apparently, at one of the Texas fairs or something like that, there's something called fried butter, where they, like, they fry butter, and it sounds horrible. This is why America is obese. Like, uh, like who thinks of the stuff? Like, who's just like, hmm, a stick of butter? I know. It doesn't even sound like appetite to eat. Like, chef's kiss, man. I mean, like, would I try it? Yes. <laughs> Just to say you did. I, I get that. I feel that. Yeah. I would have done it too. I'd probably hate myself afterwards. I'd probably have to like <laughs> lay down and like think of my sins. <laughs> Honestly. Okay. I, I went to the Texas Fair once. I was actually kind of looking for it. I was like, okay, I want to see if it really exists. Uh. <laughs> but it oh. wasn't, it was there this year. So. Yeah. I mean, I went to the Texas State Fair years ago and that's, I think the first time I tried like a fried Oreo. Oh. And I was like oh my god this is amazing like this is next level and I think I made it once at home but never again I wonder why how was that like was it easy would you say yeah you just kind of like dunk it in the and then you can make the batter with like everyday stuff and you just 
have like all the oil up enough where you can just like stick it in there and then like flip it over. It's super easy. I mean, frying stuff is usually really easy. It's just really scary. Yeah. It's just the oil popping that makes me scared. Like making bacon, that oh my god, terrifying. <laughs> bacon, it's, yeah, it's just so good. But usually when I make bacon, I usually make it in the oven on broil. And that just, it's like you have to constantly keep checking on it or it's going to catch on fire. It's not fun. But I mean, bacon's usually work fit, so. Yeah, I mean, like whenever I do fry bacon, I always turn out the lowest and then slowly bump it up so it doesn't kill me and then when I'm like flipping it over I like I like poke at it and just like freaking just punch at it until it flips over and that's about it I I don't touch it (laughs) I mean I usually don't you don't you like put all the like stuff in a pan like beforehand that you put it on and then you kind of like turn it on I mean I think it depends on what kind of food you're cooking like if you're making like steak it should already be hot so you get a nice sear Mm mm-hmm so, like, I only do it with bacon because I'm scared of the splatter, but usually I leave it on too long so it crisps up and, like, looks burnt. <laughs> That's yeah, how ba- I prefer my bacon. Bacon's still very pretty, like, hit or miss for me when I'm making food. It <laughs> It's either going to be delicious or it's going to be burnt, like, <laughs> one of the two. Like, I like every oven has like different settings, you know? So, like, my, the one at home right now that I'm looking at, it doesn't have, like, the numbers that I'm used to mm-hmm. it just has like little dots and I'm like okay what does the dots mean and like how hot is it and like some of them says this one is like quick boil I'm like okay what's that what's this fancy stuff I'm not here for it just give me some basic oven yeah I feel that but speaking oh. of frying are um you for or against the very controversial topic of are you for or against air frying okay I personally like air frying I think oh. it's so neat yeah well I yeah I, I understand that like air frying is you don't like it but I think it's so cool like there's so many things you can air fry and there's so many recipes you can make with air frying and like I don't need to put too much oil so I'm like I don't I feel less guilty about eating fried food because of that but why don't you like it I know we briefly like talked about it in person but like Tell everyone else why you're so against the idea of air frying. Okay, well, for me, air frying, the food just tastes so bland to me. I think usually the, like, pro what makes food good is that the fact that it's, like, sitting in its, like, own oils and stuff. And in an air fryer, usually it just, like, drips to the bottom. So it's just kind of left there, and it's kind of flavorless and bland to me. But you were telling me how, like, if you marinate it, it's not like that, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Because once you marinate it, like the oil and that that kind of flavoring seeps into like the meat and stuff. So like when you do fry it, yes, some of it gets lost, but it usually retains that flavor. Hmm. So I, I've seen people who do add a little bit of oil on top of their food when they do air fry it, and that works too. But I haven't tried that method, so... Maybe I have to try that because usually my roommate will like put food in the air fryer and I'd be like, but why? Like we have the regular fryer. It'll taste a lot better. Mm-hmm. There's also like a bunch of uh, what you might call it frozen food <laughs> that it's 
that you can air fry and it tastes so much better, better and it's easier than the oven. So like there's these like chicken bites that taste like the Chick-fil-A chicken nuggets at like H-E-B or Sam's and you just throw in the air fryer for like 10 minutes and it's perfect and crispy and you don't have to like wait for the oil to heat up and all that stuff just it's a whole mess you know allegedly yes allegedly it tastes good okay I like it they're good I don't feel as guilty so you tried them already yes I have and you um agree that it does taste like Chick-fil-A nuggets yeah, I mean, it could be a little sweeter and a little bit more like, you know how like Chick-fil-A nuggets kind of has like that pickly taste? Mm-hmm. Like it's like a little like hint, like you can, t- you can smell it. <laughs> like, you, you can smell it. Like whi- it's like a whiff. Someone like blew If you sniff Chick-fil-A nuggets, you'll, you'll be like, hmm, pickle? Exactly. You, you, it's like a, a essence of pickle. Anyways, that's what it <laughs> tastes like to me. And it tastes pretty good. Hmm. I mean, I guess I can try it. I mean, we have an air fryer. We haven't, I haven't used it in a while. So maybe, maybe I'll, I'll hook that up one day and I'll take your word for it, Kim. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. You know, what my favorite thing to use in the kitchen is what a slow cooker. Oh my God. I just got one of those. <laughs> for how much? It was, I think it's like a two quart or something. Um, We got it for like, because my roommate works at Target Mm -hmm. and it's just been the most convenient thing in the world I feel like such an adult using it I feel like (laughs) only adults you really use them I guess that's why but you just like leave your food in there and it and it cooks itself you don't have to do anything and then you have food when you're like in a couple of hours it's like magic you know yes like I have made these slow cooker ribs. They are so worth it. They fall right. off the bone. Yes, I will send you the recipe. You but send me the recipe. It's based. It's on te- on Tasty actually, uh, on Buzzfeed Tasty. If y'all know about that, uh, it's so good. And you can use like homemade barbecue sauce, or you can go to the store and buy some store bought barbecue sauce, whatever. But super easy to prep. You just rub that hoe that rib down with some salt <laughs> pepper <laughs> sorry i'm sorry we are children <laughs> for all the children listening she's talking about the gardening tool <laughs> yes 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 okay so you just rub the rib with like salt pepper paprika mm-hmm. and garlic powder and then you add the barbecue sauce all over that and then you just leave it in there for four hours on high hmm. it comes out and then you add a little bit more, and then you broil it to get, make it a little sticky and stuff. Oh, my God. That sounds perfection. delicious. It's saucy. It's tender. Oh, but it's I'm perfect. Sure, I'm not sure if my, like, slow cooker has enough room for ribs. <laughs> you. That's why you wrap it around. <laughs> I gotta, Roll like, that hoe up. Flip it. I got to, like, stack them on top of each other. Oh, my God. Yes. <laughs> and then the, oh. Oh. So good. There are liners for like like uh, the slow cooker so you don't have to take out that entire heavy thing and clean it every time mm-hmm. you cover it up and it protects the, the the pot because that pot is super heavy and i didn't have a like a deep enough sink for it when i lived mm-hmm. in that apartment mm-hmm. so 
when I did make it, it was so handy. So if you guys have a slow cooker and you guys hate washing it because it's so heavy, get those liners. You can find them at any local grocery store. But if you know about this, uh, I'm just someone that's dumb. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I actually had to make a, it was called a gooey brownie cake recipe. Oh, and God. I think they called for like to, for you to put it on like you put foil in there so I guess that works putting foil on the slow cooker works as well but it came out super weird like you know most of the jo a joy of a brownie is like the like crispy like crust on top yeah and since I had to cover it up I guess I mean I could have just done it wrong that's uh you know <laughs> that's probably what happened but you're supposed to cover it and it kind of like pushed down on it so it didn't get like crispy and I mean it Tastes like, I mean, it kind of tasted like a brownie. It's like brownies made from scratch. And, but it was really like gooey and sticky as, you know, the recipe said. Mm -hmm. But, and you're, <laughs> when my roommate was eating it, she was like, I feel like some kind of like animal or like some like sugar <laughs> fiend that's like needs their sugar fix. So they're like peeling this brownie off of it, <laughs> off of this piece of foil and eating it. Cause that's what it just tastes like, like pure sugar. Yeah. So, <laughs> Yeah, I get that. I haven't tried making any. Oh, actually, I did make peach cobbler. Wait, no. Did I? Did I make... did no, okay. I did not. I made peach cobbler in the oven. But I heard you can make peach cobbler in the slow cooker, and that sounds delicious. Because it's supposed to be warm and gooey. I've had um, my old roommate, Reagan, as you know, mm -hmm. uh, a, an old high school friend of ours. She made cider like apple cider what spiked apple cider in, in the, the slow, slow cooker. cooker in the slow cooker that's amazing i didn't it, know you could make drinks it was there. wonderful it was so warm i've never had cider before so it was a whole new experience for me and it was oh. warm apple cider right? it wasn't like something you had to like wait for it to like cool down yeah it was warm because like she kept it at a constant like kind of temperature mm -hmm. so it was warm enough where you can still blow on it but it'll like, oh, it just made your entire body just warm up. And it was like so hot, like the holiday cheer. You could feel it rushing through your like blood system. You have to send me these recipes because it sounds <laughs> so good. <laughs> I know. I just, I totally forgot about it until like just this minute. I to like, she used to make some really good food in the slow cooker. And I need to get her recipes. Yeah, I was looking up recipes and a lot of them, this looked pretty good. I was like, I gotta try all of these. I like how we went from will it fry to will it slow cooker. <laughs> oh my god, yes. I mean, it's such a like an easy and like handy tool, especially for people who like are busy most of the day. Mm -hmm. So you just pop something in, and then like by dinner time or lunch time, it should be ready. Yeah, that's, that's amazing. Yeah, my roommate makes like a lot of soups, like mm -hmm. in there, and so she would just have it kind of like cool like sitting in there like making all day while she's at work and then she'll come home and she's like soup <laughs> like a little soup. gift to yourself <laughs> yeah it's like oh dinner's ready made because i'm such a meal prep queen exactly or king <laughs> speaking of soups there is this one soup that i really really enjoy at panera and i've never been able to get it back again and i have i need to learn how to cook it what what soup is it it is the baked potato soup at panera i I've only had it once and I dream about it every single night. <laughs> <laughs> it's so hard to get. Like, 
they only serve it on a specific day, and it's so what? popular that it runs out. That sounds insane to me. I, I only tried baked potato soup from Chili's, actually, and I think they have it every single day, like, year-round. Mm-hmm. But I'm sure it's probably not as good. No no shade to Chili's. Um, Chili's, if you're listening and you want to sponsor us, I am 100% down. I love you. But... <laughs> um, <laughs> I, but yeah, I, I had it from Chili's and it was pretty good, but I'm pretty sure you can also probably make it at home and have it taste a little genuine, more genuine, more homemade. more Yeah. Better. I mean, like as a last attempt to, to just get that soup in my mouth, I went to Chili's and got it actually. Oh, it wow. Was, it was decent. It was, I think it was a little bit too salty for me. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm already salty, so I didn't need more sodium in my well. stomach. <laughs> Well, I mean, Chili's is known for one thing. It's it's salt. I love you, Chili's. We love you. We love you. We love you. Sponsor us. Yes, please. Sponsor us. Anyone sponsor us, honestly. Truly. But I do think... Hmm, have you looked up... So you looked up recipes already? Uh, on For the slow cooker? Mm-hmm. Yes, I have looked up recipes. I just don't have a slow cooker here. I left it back in Austin. <gasps> I should really go get it because I don't think... My brother is ever going to use it. Yeah, just go like, hey, bro. Um... Oh, my oh, God. You. Um... <laughs> just sneak it out. Yeah. Honestly, I might because I miss it so much. But I'm sure if you can't make it in a slow cooker, you can probably make it in like a pot or something, right? Yeah, but, you know, you have to keep a constant eye on that. And that's just too much work. <laughs> <laughs> you were spoiled with that slow cooker. I was. I was too spoiled. It was just perfect. Left alone. Went to go do my homework. Minded your business. (laughs) Minded my own business. Ran to Target. Uh, Grabbed more stuff. (laughs) Grabbed more food. I'm still, like, paranoid to leave it here, you know? Like, because I work from home now, so, like, whenever I'm making something, I'm still technically here. But I feel like I don't see how people can do it, like, for eight hours a day or whatever and just, like, trust that it doesn't, like, explode. Explode. Well, I mean, like, I don't, I, I was like the same way too at the very beginning, but like once I understood that it's not going to die and it turns, it turns off kind of, it just stays in like a warm kind of like food warming kind of stage after the hours are done. Mm-hmm. I was just like, okay, I can trust oh, this. You have one that like, you can put the hours in and it kind of just like chills out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't have one like that. It's just low, medium, high, warm. So. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's exactly what I have. Once it's done with the hours. Oh, it doesn't have hours? Yeah, it doesn't have hours. You don't put oh. in like four hours or whatever. Okay. It's yeah. Minimum. Yeah, ours has ours is pretty big, though, so I understand why. It's... Yeah. I'm jealous. <laughs> Maybe I'll bring it over and we can make food together. That sounds delicious. <laughs> Honestly. What is one recipe that you will always make? Like, like say your like signature dish, I guess. My signature dish? Hmm. Like, if I'm having people over and they're like, make me something. Yeah. To, hmm. I was thinking about this earlier of like, what's like my favorite thing to cook. Uh-huh. And I would, I mean, I don't make it a lot, but I would say, um, huli huli chicken. It was a 
recipe my cousin like that's something my cousin made when we were in Hawaii uh-huh. and you can get the sauce at World Market and it's super delicious it's the sauce is like a one not a one sauce the sauce is a one <laughs> <laughs> and Dang. it's just so like sweet and it's super easy to make you just kind of like fry the chicken on both sides and then you like put it in a like oven tray and like kind of like let it simmer there for 40 minutes and then you usually it goes delicious with rice it's like one of the only things I'll eat rice with so I'd probably make that because I mean all of it's pretty simple and I mean as you may know I I, well I guess I can't cook rice so I guess that's a problem (laughs) do you have a do you have a rice cooker yet no I don't have a rice cooker (laughs) oh dang I have a slow cooker does that count no, I think the slow cooker would mess it up. I don't I don't really know how a slow cooker cooks. I just know it does it really well. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I don't know. I, I as you know, I burnt rice one time. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I remember this. Yeah, rice is pretty hard to make when you're learning. Once I conquer the obstacle of learning how to make rice, I, <laughs> I would probably make that. Hmm, I'm trying to think of what I would make. I don't okay. want to say something. We can set the mood. Okay. All right. I come over. I'm like, hey, Kim. Yeah, yeah. Uh, hey, Elliot. How are you doing? I'm doing good. I'm kind of hungry, though. What you cooking? That's when I panic. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, like, to be honest, I am a, like, um, a pantry cooker like whatever is in my pantry I'll just whip together oh yeah so I think my go-to but my the only recipe that I learned by myself without a recipe was pesto pasta and I will swear by it all the time I mean I sent you pictures so it looks good pesto pasta pesto pasta yeah it's basil pesto pasta it's a mouthful so um it's just like a pasta salad, basically, but I don't like cold pasta, so I just make it warm, and I just add a bunch of pesto, like basil pesto, it's just basil, nut, uh, the tree nut thingies. I don't make it, but HB makes a bomb-ass pesto, and I use that, and I just sprinkle it all over, mix it in, toss it in with some veggies, and it's amazing, and it's healthy. It yeah, sounds really good. It does. It smells great. And then you can add bacon to it and chicken, or oh you can add sausage God. to it. Oh, it's a world of possibilities. <laughs> that sounds delicious. I, I'm not much of a pasta breaker. I feel like I'm very bad at making pasta. Really? Yeah. Like, I feel like I'm like just recently I've learned how to like correctly boil spaghetti noodles. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. And. And it's so weird because my mom used to like have me like help her make spaghetti like almost every week because you know that's what we did and I always just chopped up the meat and didn't really have to deal with the noodles and so like when I was out on my own and I was like making spaghetti I was like huh how do I do this part oh boy (laughs) (laughs) and I mean it was all right I think the first time I didn't boil them long enough but I think after that, the second time I made them, I think I kind of got the hang of it. But yeah. Other than that, I'm very weird about boiling things. I'm like, how much salt am I supposed to pour in this pot? 
honestly like i i just dump as much salt as i need like i i just i i never they tell me like every time i search up a video or like listen to a, a chef talking about making pasta like make it as salty as the ocean i'm like what i know i'm like okay how am i gonna taste boiling hot water <laughs> <laughs> like why would i do that to myself yeah i'm never uh much of a philosopher until i'm like cooking and i'm like how much? What should I do? When do I know when it's done? You know. <laughs> you become the next like detective. You're just like <sighs> just figuring out the recipe step by step, trying to p- piece together clues on how to make the perfect food. But I'm yeah. surprised you didn't know how to make spaghetti or like boil spaghetti pasta noodles. Yeah, it's one of those things that you don't really know, like that you don't know it until you're <laughs> on your own and you have to do it. Yeah. I get that. <laughs> yeah, I I struggled with that for a little bit too because I was just like, oh, because I would stick at the bottom because I forget to stir. Mm-hmm. But now I, I I remember how I remember to stir my noodles now, and I always throw my noodles at the wall <laughs> because biting it it burns your tongue, like it it hurts. Like I can't do it. It truly does. Like I was telling my roommate Madison about it. And like throwing like pasta at the wall to like see if it sticks. And that's how you know when it's done. And she was like, okay, but why would you do that? Why wouldn't you just like grab a noodle and like, not like with like a pair of thongs and then like go over to sink and kind of like squeeze it to see if it's done. See if it's like the texture that you need. Uh, Who squeezes it? (laughs) And I was like, what? That's just, you know, not as fun. Like, yeah. Like throwing it at a wall is at least satisfying, you know? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And then, like, if it lands, you just, you feel successful. You're like, I'm a chef. This is what chefs do. They throw noodles at their walls. (laughs) You guys squish the noodle to see the texture, right? You do that now because I was like, this kind of makes more sense to me because it kind of knows if the texture is, like, where I want it. Mm -hmm. And I guess if you throw it at a wall, you can't really do that. It's kind of just like, oh, if it's six, that means it's done. Yeah, I eat it. Oh. Even though it burns, I eat it all the time. <laughs> Can't. Just, you know, I burn my tongue right before dinner all the time. It's okay though; it's worth it if the dish is good. <laughs> the dish is good. I yes. hate burning my tongue. It's always the most inconvenient thing. <laughs> oh my god, yes! Especially when you're trying to cook too. Like I'm, like I'm over here I'm trying to make spaghetti sauce, and then I like taste a bit, and I burn my entire tongue. I'm like, okay, I have no taste buds. How am I supposed to know if the sauce is good? Out. Yeah. <laughs> Chefs must have like a um, an extra layer around their tongue or something, cause like <laughs> an extra layer. No, I know, like that they're adapting to. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they're evolving to get used to that. They've evolved from a normal human being to a uh, professional chef. To a professional chef, everything's just... the same. They just have an extra layer on their tongue. Exactly, exactly. Like, can we talk about Gore Ramsey? Have you yeah. seen his cooking videos? I have not. I just seen like clips of him calling people idiot sandwiches. Love it. Love him. Amazing. (laughs) The insults, they get better and better. So creative. But he'll be like, (laughs) we're going to make this pasta in 10 minutes. And then he just whips everything together, just throws things together. I'm like, how do you, what, how do you know? So many years of experience. (laughs) It's amazing. Like his his story about how like how much he learned about everything and like 
how he went from like chef to chef and struggled so much just trying to perfect his own art it's it's so cool to see yeah I find I have like such deep respect for chefs because they're always like insanely talented and they're just like doing things that take me like what I do in like 30 minutes I could probably do in like five I know and then like go ahead oh I was thinking about how like my mom I don't know she's on another level like even when she's like broiling bacon in the oven she's just like grow in and grab the like tray with like one out of like a pod handle I'm like how are you doing that like <laughs> what she, superpowers do you have <laughs> that is a superpower honestly like that's that's crazy I could never do that I think I almost did it once and you know the episode of like friends where uh Ross takes out his fajitas without anything oh my god that's almost what my hand was gonna be like I almost burnt that hoe oh no <laughs> like it was gone my my fingers were gonna be gone but we're good. You you wouldn't have any fingerprints. You could commit crimes and get away with them. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Maybe that's what I wanted to do. <laughs> next next time on um this okay, so what's next podcast? Criminal activity. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> <I> just, <laughs> oh my god. It's the almost forgetting our podcast name for me. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I was like, wait, okay, I haven't said it a lot yet, you know? Yeah, you're right. Like, it's it's strange. Like, we're still getting used to all this, but I we hope that you're enjoying our podcast so far. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Did you say that you, like, cook every day? Like, how oh. often do you cook? Um, before, I used to cook, like, every so, like, every other day, but now that I'm home, I don't ever cook anymore. Which makes me sad because it's pretty therapeutic to me. Is it? I feel like sometimes, like when you know the recipe and you kind of like know what you're doing and you have everything in order, it feels super therapeutic. But I also feel like if you don't, and I'm like reading the recipe like one by one, I'm just like, oh my god, what am I doing? Like, kind of. (laughs) Oh my god, that's how I felt when I first made pad thai. (laughs) (laughs) I was just scrambling around because I I didn't realize that like with pad thai when you're you're cooking it you everything needs to be prepped beforehand so that you just throw it all in the pot and like just mix it all together so here I was making pad thai for the first time and then scrambling to prep my other ingredients while it was cooking in the pan and I was just you know I I think I overcooked the chicken and I was just it's a bad experience man oh no <laughs> <laughs> but it's worth it it's really good I don't think I've ever had pad thai <gasps> It is delicious. It's like sweet and savory. I love it. It's you really know, good one. a food like <laughs> baby. I, I I don't know many. I haven't tried many like different kind of foods. That is true. You still haven't tried pho, right? Or have you tried it? Hmm. I don't. I don't think I have. Did we go to a pho restaurant like in this last December? Was that pho or was that ramen? I think that was ramen. Because I don't. Hmm. I think I would have been like really surprised if you went to go eat. Pho. I mean, my sister loves it, but I just like, I was like, I can't commit to like a whole, I don't know, it's just so weird for me to like commit to a whole meal or something new that I've never tried before. Mm-hmm. And so, um, full disclosure, I'm that person that goes to the restaurant and orders chicken tenders everywhere they go. <laughs> Remember one time you were like, 
pissed at me back in high school for I was going to like a, I went to a steakhouse for like someone else for like my like sister's birthday or whatever and I was like oh I got the chicken tenders and Kim was like you got the chicken tenders at a steakhouse he okay not gonna lie he went to like a nice steakhouse too like one like you don't normally go to and he got chicken tenders I'm like Ellie you could have got chicken tenders at any other store like why <laughs> and and he was getting paid, it was being paid for by his parents too. And I was just like, oh, he should have just, oh, he should just ate it up. <laughs> I was like, wow, Kim was really stressing over this. I even hers. I know. I was just like, I wanted him to enjoy good food. Cause you know, I, I think all my friends like deserves good food. So when I heard that he was going to like a steakhouse, it was really fancy. And I was just like, ooh, Ellie's about to like have a feast. He's about to like, <laughs> eat up everything that's expensive and just live life and then I he comes home and he's like oh, yeah I had chicken tenders and I was like <gasps> okay but I mean now I'll order the steak I usually I love a good steak they're pricey so I don't get them often but I do actually have some ribeyes in the freezer I was going to try to like cook up one of these days oh nice we'll see if how that turns out I'm usually I don't want to fuck it up because you know they're not cheap yes they're not um I tried making like steak or ribeye in like an American version kind of way where you like baste it with butter and rosemary you know mm-hmm. that was interesting did like it, it did work it did taste really good it was just like <laughs> I was so stressed the entire time <laughs> because I had to baste it for like two or three minutes so I was just like oh my god and then like the pan is heavy it's a cast iron so I was like holding it with one hand and like basting it with the other hand and I was like not using my dominant hand to hold it because I'm an idiot and I was using my like weak hand so it was just like oh it was horrible but it was good worth it it turned out well yeah it turned out well I just didn't like um I guess do it correctly it wasn't like the perfect like you know cooked temperature like medium or medium rare it was like medium like decent medium almost well done (laughs) (laughs) well how do you like your steaks i like my medium rare i like a little pink i like a little blood so it's tender you know Hmm. not too much because if i see too much blood then i start gagging (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's my mom i mean she likes her steaks well done and you know, a lot of times we'll go to the steakhouse and she'll order it like well done and then she'll complain that it's burnt and they're like, well, that's how like, you know, well done steaks are. She's like, not if the chef is cooking it right. <laughs> I like your mom. I like your mom already. <laughs> and so one time she had, I think they gave her a steak and it was, it was at least medium well and she cut into it. It was kind of pink. And so they like took it away and they brought her back a new one and she like started cutting the new one and it was, it was just a little tiny bit of like blood or like juice squirted out and she like <laughs> she completely flinched and they like ran with the steak <laughs> <laughs> but yeah ever since I like moved out I mean since I've kind of like been eating on my own I've been eating like medium well at least yeah I I can trust that I can trust that it's still kind of like juicy yeah, I get that. Like, it's it's kind of hard to see the blood. It's kind of freaky. I I always feel bad whenever, like, 
like a restaurant or like a, a waiter always gets like my food or order wrong I just never call them back I just live with it I just accept it <laughs> and then like I'll have the complete wrong order and they're like how's your food I'm like it's perfect Great. knowing damn well that's this is the wrong thing I asked for like I understand if it for me if it's like one or two things that are kind of wrong then I'll live with it but if it's like something big like it's completely like different side that I don't eat or something mm-hmm. I guess I'll I'll maybe be like hey yeah sorry to bother you but you know yeah I'm trying to learn how to do better at that like my social anxiety says no but my food and my money says yeah. you better fix it yeah I'm definitely like that I'm like I'm like, well, I don't want to inconvenience them, but I don't want to inconvenience myself. <laughs> I know. It's just, it's a hard, like, hard place to be, especially when they're busy. Oh, I just I can't do it. Yeah, and I try and to do it, like, extra nice. So I'm like, I don't want someone to, like, spit in my food. So, yeah, exactly. I'm always like, hi, excuse me. Excuse if you're me. not, if you're not too busy, but like, <laughs> uh, you, I, this is not my order. <laughs> How's your day? How's your life going? Yeah. I know. How's the other tables? Are they treating are you, you okay? Are you in the right mental state of mind? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I always got to make sure that they're okay first before I ask them a favor because I always feel bad. Can I get some ketchup? No. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Oh my God. I always feel so bad because I don't, I know how busy they are because my mom used to be a waiter, mm-hmm. a waitress. So, like, I understand like how hard and difficult it is to like be a waitress in like a busy restaurant. Yeah. Okay, what is one food that, like, you made that was completely out of the norm? Like, something really exotic, I guess. <laughs> Damn, you know I don't make ramen. No. <laughs> um, it doesn't have to be, like, exotic to the rest of the people. Just something that, that you wouldn't normally make, you know? Hmm. I mean, last Labor Day, I made this kind of, like, ca- chicken casserole dish with broccoli. And I went... Because I was like, let me find healthier recipes. And so it had quinoa in it. Is that how you say it? Canola. Quinoa. The oil? Yeah, oh. yeah. <laughs> quinoa? Quinoa. Oh, quinoa. Quinoa. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Quinoa. It's my first language, but um, I'm bad. Quinoa, um, chicken, broccoli, and something else. But... So basically, it was this recipe. We went to H-E-B. I got all the ingredients. It used this, like, $10 cheese that I also don't know how to pronounce. Um, it begins with a, it has grew, grew year, grew, it, apparently it's too, you know, rich for my blood. Anyway, so I had to use this $10 cheese. And the recipe took about- Rear? Yeah, that. <laughs> okay. Greer? Greer? I, Greer? I don't know. I hear I hear the professional chefs call it Greer, Greer, whatever. Anyways, that cheese. The G cheese. G cheese. G cheese. And. <laughs> it's like G-Easy, but G cheese. G cheesy. <laughs> <laughs> if G-Easy was a cheese, he'd be G cheesy. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> next marketing endeavors anyway um so the the recipe took about an hour and a half to make by itself and 
you know, I've, like, I, well, not even to make, just to prep, because I had to like shred the cheese by hand and cut up the chicken and do all that fancy stuff. And by the time I finished, I couldn't even taste the cheese like at all. <laughs> and I was oh like, God. oh, I spent $10 on this cheese. Could have just used like cheddar or something. But it was a nice like big dish. And it was, I guess it was pretty healthy because it had the quinoa in it, right? That's healthy. It was baked chicken. That is a very healthy meal. I'm actually very proud of that. I've never had a casserole. Yeah, and it lasted like the entire week for me. And I was, it was kind of amazing to me because I would like get off of work and I'd go downstairs. I'm like, hmm, what's for dinner? And I'm like, oh, I already made it. Just got to heat it up, you know? Yeah, I get that. Like, that sounds like a really like easy kind of meal to make. But like, I also don't know casseroles. Like, it's such a, such an American dish, so it, it kind of freaks me out. I'm just like, what's what is in a casserole? Like, it's a soup. No. It, <laughs> like, I hear people putting soup in it and like thickening what? it to make casserole, like mushroom. I don't know, man. Oh yeah, it had bacon in it. I forgot I made bacon. Ooh, um. <laughs> bacon. Love you. It was so, but it. Was, I mean, the texture was kind of weird. Like, part of it was. Like, I was like, this is pretty good, but also in parts of it, I'm like, okay, I'm tired. I've had enough of this, you know? Yeah. And so, I mean, I mean, I think you should give it a try one time and, like, have food for the entire week to eat. Yeah, my fear is, like, what if I make it and I hate it? <laughs> and then I have to eat it for an entire week. Oh, true. I mean, you got to live with your mistakes. You got to. <laughs> I guess so. Like, I've seen, I really, I've never had... Like a tater tot casserole. What? Oh, yeah. I think I heard of those before. I know, right? It sounds delicious. It's just like tater tots on top of a casserole. Like what What could go wrong, you know? A lot if I'm making it. That's true. <laughs> uh, I, could, I could definitely mess it up a lot. I recently just had sweet potato casserole. Mm-hmm. I did not realize that it was a dessert pretending to be a meal. <laughs> it is delicious. What's though. in it? A sweet potato casserole? You never had it? No, I don't like sweet potatoes. Oh, okay. Well, it's it's just literally sweet potato. <laughs> oh. Okay, so they cook down the sweet potato and like brown sugar and a bunch of sweet stuff, and they top it with marshmallows, and that's it. Oh, it's literally dessert as a side dish. It's crazy. It sounds amazing. I you know it does. Americans that's... are so innovative. <laughs> Have you ever tried? I want been wanting to try a twice baked potato. Ooh, what is that? Please do okay. explain. Okay, so you, you, you bake a potato like you usually do. Mm-hmm. Um, then once that's cooked, like some, you kind of like put all the like typical toppings you put on a baked potato. Yeah. And then you kind of scoop out like all the, the, the baked potato, but you kind of leave, you leave the skin, you got to scoop it out in just the right way where the skin is still intact. And you kind of like mush it all up together and then you put it back in the skin and you put it back in the oven and let that cook some more. Ooh, sounds crispy. It does. And I tried making it once, and of course, it didn't work out. Oh. <laughs> I I was, like, trying to, like, scoop it out, and I, like, messed up the skin, and I was like, okay, well, at least I have a baked potato. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I really want to try making? What do you want to try? A pie. A pie? Yes, a pie. Hmm. Like an apple pie. Just to say, I made an apple pie. Like, you know, like just 
just to be like I'm that kind of gal I'm that kind of chef that where kind I leveled up to make <laughs> pie okay I don't just make food I make desserts too. I make des- oh I, I'm I love dessert but I actually want to go back to your um question did you what's the most like exotic like different thing that you made I made Mediterranean food what yeah I made I like um this Mediterranean chicken hmm it was super weird well it wasn't weird because I love Mediterranean food but it was weird for me to do because I had to put yogurt on a chicken and it, <laughs> it looked weird yeah but it turned out good it turned out pretty good I didn't like the sauce I made with it so I had to find a different sauce but overall it was a pretty good experience uh, we put it in like pita bread and we ate it with that and it was it was pretty decent it was like a pita wrap it was pretty healthy you know because like Mediterranean food is supposedly really good for you and it's all fresh and stuff mm-hmm. so like I really enjoyed it it was it was pretty easy to make we marinated it for a couple hours and then we just pan seared it that does sound you, really good yeah and then you wrap it up at the sauce and you eat it hmm yeah, because there's this place up in Austin called Halal Bros. <sighs> they make the best food. And I wanted to recreate their dish because this is when COVID like started blooming and mm-hmm. all the stores and everything was closed. So we were trying to make our own food and I really I was craving that. So I wanted to like try to make it again. But I don't think like I think the meat on their side was a different, like differently seasoned. And they also shredded it more than I did, but yeah, I think that was like the most exotic thing I've ever made. Hmm. I mean, that sounds pretty good the way you're like describing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like um, I didn't know when I was when I first tried halal bros, I didn't know that there was lamb in it. So I was like, oh, what is this meat? Like, what's shawarma? And they're like, oh, it's lamb. I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> I just ate. Mar- I just ate Mary's little lamb. You, you ate Mary's little lamb. <laughs> I did. Oh, my new favorite thing to do is make guac. I love making guacamole. Guac. Yes, guac. Oh yeah, I. I mean, I never made guac because I don't like guac. <laughs> but how's that? How's that going for you? Are you just like trying different recipes, or you just making like a certain guac recipe? You're not like adding anything like special to it. Uh, I'm just following a recipe because I don't really know. I add a little bit more jalapeno than normal because I like it a little spicy. Mm-hmm. And I do add a little bit more lime because I like it a little zesty, you know. Um, but I follow Binging with Babish's recipe from the um, the nachos from The Good Place. It's pretty good. I like it chunky, a little texture. I think I'll add some like tomatoes next time because it needs a little color. Mm-hmm. But other than that, it's pretty good. It's it has like cumin in it and you know how cumin has that like like funky smell to it yeah it makes it taste a lot better like i honestly think so you know i had the opposite effect i when i make like my queso recipes mm-hmm. i tried i've tried a couple of different ones and i remember one time i was making this one and everything was perfect but i think it was the cum- cumin that kind of like threw off the taste to it mm-hmm. so, like after that i like stopped using it yeah uh cumin is a like a a really strong like seasoning so i understand what you mean like when i first tried i was like whoa like that's i don't i don't know how i feel about this yeah (laughs) 
when I was I was remaking um Chili's skillet queso one time like last week and it's pretty much just you know queso in the um like chili and I was like add cumin and I was like haha not gonna catch me slipping <laughs> <laughs> I really I've only made queso once but I feel like I, I would like to try it again what kind because of queso did you make I made like a, a simple queso with the roux and everything it's pretty complicated actually there was so much cheese in it and I almost died of lactose intolerance but <laughs> it was worth it that's how it'll get that's how it'll get you that's how they get me man it, it makes me sad that I am lactose intolerant though because I I started to like queso just queso that's it <laughs> I can't handle like alfredo yet but Kim queso what's next I know I know oh. I know <laughs> I know. I, 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 I'm trying to uh-huh. not take that too seriously. Oh, my God. <laughs> I hate it. I'm sorry. I mean, there's pills for, like, lactose intolerance. Is there? Mm-hmm. You just, like, pop a pill before you, like, start eat, digging in, and it actually works. Oh, boy. So I've just been, opened like, up a whole new world for me. I get the ones from Walmart because the ones from Target kind of, like, mess up my stomach afterwards mm-hmm. um but yeah you just like pop the pills and then like you just eat you don't, you don't feel bloated you don't get like you know stomach aches yeah stomach troubles yeah well I was saying like I would just like drink my coffee and usually I drink coffee with like some type of milk so like I was like oh is this how normal pe- people feel like when they're drinking coffee they just feel like powerful <laughs> You don't feel super bloated. Oh my god! Oh yeah, I, I was, I was still admiring your coffee thing. Like I, I think it's so cool that you make your own coffee and like you like um, you ground up all the coffee beans and stuff like that and make it pretty fresh. Like that looks so good. But I also hate coffee. (laughs) (laughs) That's horrible. Well, I think maybe you just haven't had the right coffee yet. That's what a lot of people have told me. Like, they told me that I should try, like, a blonde roast. I'm like, what is that? Am I roasting a blonde? Uh, <laughs> come here, Paris Hilton. No. Oh. oh, my God. <laughs> Honestly. Oh, did they ever explain it to you? Uh, they just told me it was, like, a lighter coffee. And I was like, okay, that makes sense. I mean, I have light roast. I mean, usually, most of the time, I make my coffee with a lot of cream. So it's more... It tastes more like a cream than a coffee. It's more sugary. So it's, I don't understand black coffee, but we can get to coffee on another day. Yes. Yes, we can. Because I, I've tried coffee so many times and I, I want to like it. I want to feel like an adult. Because coffee is what an adult is. <laughs> okay, so like I'll bring like a coffee mug to college and People are like, oh, you drink coffee? I'm like, haha, totally. And it's hot chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> that, yeah, it's it's not great. Okay, but there's adult hot chocolate. What's adult hot chocolate? It's hot chocolate, but with alcohol. <laughs> Interesting. I I did not know this existed. What what please explain. Okay. Well, I haven't made it yet, but I know one time I went to the zoo as I do for zoo lights mm-hmm. and they're like adult special adult hot chocolate and so I think it's just hot chocolate with either 
Bailey's Irish cream or they use rum chata. Ooh. You picked one of the two. And I mean, pretty good. I mean, did did it get you intoxicated? Not at all. But (laughs) (laughs) I feel like if you made it at home, it probably like really hit, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, winter's coming. Winter is coming. Do you think it's going to be cold this year? I mean, it was for a couple, like last week, it was super cold, but I don't know. I feel like the weather's just like playing with us now. It's kind of just like, I would do my own thing. Oh, God. Because <laughs> it was hot today. It was hot today. Like, the sun was so bright. Yeah. It was, you know, this is not the ideal temperature to be cooking food in. <laughs> it's truly not. Like, I can't make food when it's like, hot i'm just like i just don't have the like motivation <laughs> this just isn't my ideal world right now my ideal temperature my ideal spot yeah like okay i don't know if anyone else's parents does this but a lot of vietnamese families like basically so basically my family we have an outdoor cooking area so that our house doesn't start smelling like food and i don't understand what i have like, <laughs> i have never my life heard of this you had to explain we have a stove top that's like run by gas like the gasoline that you like the petroleum well not petroleum the the gas tanks that you go and fill it up with we have one like that in the backyard inside of our warehouse Hmm. (laughs) i have kim you're blowing my mind right now (laughs) (laughs) yeah we only do it just so that the food doesn't make our house smell like food like it doesn't make the house smell like food but I don't understand why not because like when you bring it inside it's gonna smell like food yeah I mean we just deal we we usually just have to like if it's something like super stinky or whatever we we're not really stinky but like grease like if you're doing like hot oil we usually just like cut a fan on or open a window or two yeah like I understand that and like I mean light a candle or something I'd rather kick inside the AC than cook outside in the heat but your family's like, nope, outside. Yeah, I'm just like, I don't get it. I, don't... Hmm. I wonder how That's many people I'm actually saying. do that. Too. Like, I wonder if any other families do that or if it's just my family. Do your like aunts and uncles do that as well? Yes, they all have something like that. Hmm. It's really weird. Well, I think we're coming up on an hour. I'm not sure if you want to keep going. Um, I think this is a good episode. Uh, we can. Yeah, I think that was that's a good ending to a little little a little sneak peek to the next topic maybe or like something else that we might talk long about a in the future. future. Topic maybe. Yeah, probably a future topic. Maybe we'll bring someone on and ask them about their cooking experiences because they probably have a lot more better and less disastrous <laughs> ones than we do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Kim, did you have anything you wanted to plug? Like uh, social media. Uh, oh yeah um so follow me on social media i'm on instagram twitter at it's so shizzling um i'm also on tiktok i draw a lot so you can see all my drawings and stuff maybe i'll post more um but yeah just you can find me on any social media sites at it's so shizzling like the pho like p-h-o instead of f-a you know um i have a youtube channel it's under Kim Win. It's hard to find because there's a lot of Kim Wins out there, but 
so good luck. <laughs> Maybe I'll link it down below. You'll see Elliot in some of the videos because, you know, he's my best friend. Um, and Elliot, do you have anything you want to plug or talk about? Yeah, um, I guess keep an eye out to see if whenever at least that podcast with Tino, I think we're going to try to record a couple of episodes maybe before we like start releasing just so we have like some backlog but other than that you can follow me follow me on pretty much every social media site at Elliot Conqueso um I'm more active on Twitter and Instagram I do have a TikTok but those videos are very cringy so (laughs) (laughs) it's up to you if you want to go check those out (laughs) yeah but like if you have any specific topics or questions or concerns please email us at sizzlingconqueso at gmail.com. We're always readily available to talk. Um, we'd love to hear back from you guys. And if you have, if you want advice or anything, we also do that as well. Um, but don't take it too seriously. Yeah, we are not professionals. <laughs> we really are not professionals. But if you do need anything, please seek help at professional places. professional places um i'm sure you'll we'll put down some stuff um yeah we're we're just two brain cells trying to bring some laughs into this world sure are and i guess this is the end of the episode yeah (laughs) (laughs) thanks for listening to our first episode hopefully the next episode will be out soon we still haven't picked a date on when the podcast will be published or posted so keep it out for those updates we'll catch you next time on okay so what's next who knows